Welcome everybody to the Normandy Newsfeed, your monthly podcast for all things gaming and geek culture. We're going to kick off today with our first podcast of 2023. I've got a fish and a Dante with me here today. Thank you for joining me, guys. As always. And we're going to kick off today's podcast with one of my favorite sections, which is What's New? How you holding up, Skipper? So, uh, in this section, we're going to basically talk about just some of the games, TV shows, anime, books, everything, anything, anything we want to talk about. I'm going to kick off today um, by talking about what I've been doing in the last month, which is recently in the last week, I got Fire Emblem Engage, and I've been playing a lot of that. I've put about 10 hours into it so far. Um, really, really enjoying it. Uh, my first experience with Fire Emblem was Three Houses, which I will admit got me hooked into the franchise. I haven't played some of the older ones like Awakening, which I know apparently is the best one in the series. That's what I'm told. Get on it. I need to get on it. I know. Um, but I'm yeah. very, very much enjoying um, Engage. And I do love the fact that the main character has been quite... Um, Warmly called Colgate-san because of the hair. Pepsi-man. Pepsi-man, yeah. Um, so I chose to play as a female character. I'm actually really glad I did that. Um, I wasn't sure about the design of everything and the looks of the characters, but actually they're really growing on me. Uh, story, I still haven't got a clue what's going on. I'm very, very intrigued uh, by the main protagonist that seems to have amnesia. Uh, I'm very, very intrigued about what happened a thousand years ago. Um, But yes, I'm very much enjoying that and the characters. And it's just the great turn-based combat um, of the Fire Emblem series. And it seems to be more focused on that, which I know will make many, many people happy. Because I know a lot of people, uh, Fish is definitely one of them, uh, that didn't enjoy the the uh, the amount of time, should we say, that was that was spent at uh, Garrick Macht, was it, in uh, Three Houses with the lessons and the, and talking to your students and things like that. So it is a lot more focused on the the minute to minute, like the combat and the turn based battle system. Um, I do really like the new engage mechanic. Um, I'm really enjoying the rings and the the uh, the how they can change it up. You can sort of get boosted abilities if you're the same class, or you can like equip different classes. Like so, you could have like a Pegasus that's weak to bow and arrow but you could actually equip them with an engage that's like strong to that or something like that so you can really change it up it's really interesting um so yeah i've got at the moment like a thief that's all like stabby stabby and poison enemies and stuff but she's also got like a healing engage equipped so she can like heal people from a distance while poking them with sharp pointy knives and poisoning them. I've just unlocked the same character. Nice, nice. I do like her. She's she's really good. Um, I just met one of the cutest characters in it called Anna. And uh, she's hey. so, so cute. And uh, apparently she can ride a wolf or something. I've seen that in the trailers. <laughs> There's so, usually uh, an Anna in every Fire oh, Emblem. And she's usually the merchant. Yeah, she's she's adorable anyway. She's very, very, very cute. She's got like oh, so this wait, little hold, and she's tiny. Hold on. You're both playing it. Edge is playing it. Should I buy this game? Yes. Uh, as that, as somebody who is very vocal about how much I like Three Houses, um, this is back to form. This is just as enjoyable so far as Awakening was. 
Um, so, yeah, they've, they've, they've really reined it back in and leveled out the battle to relationship building ratio mm-hmm. um, to the point <laughs> where I actually feel like, yeah, I want these characters to... I want to see the relationship between these characters, but I also don't want that to stop me from being out on a battlefield, which is the main point <laughs> right. of the game. Um, and they've really pulled that back in. So, yeah, I uh, I have so far nothing really bad to say about it it's back mm. on form yeah yeah it's it's good fun it seems the story is uh, it seems more focused in terms of the story as well a little bit more linear whereas three houses has branching paths i haven't come mm. across anything like that at the moment so it does seem like they're focusing much more on a linear story but obviously i'm still only 10 hours in so it's still a little bit early to make a judgment on that obviously um but yeah i'm very much enjoying it other than that other gaming wise i jumped into destiny 2 <laughs> don't know why i decided to make that leap um but one of the another content creator called mother mantis is a big destiny uh, fan uh plays with the crew and uh I, she basically was like you should play it i'll play it with you and i wanted to do more like collaborations and stuff um with other content creators so we've been playing destiny 2 and i'm very sorry but i have bitten the destiny bug (laughs) and uh, i'm really enjoying it i think i'm mostly enjoying it because i have a female like it's an all-female fire team and it's so rare to just get like a group of girls just giggling and laughing and shooting things and Glee, this is ladies night yeah get your gun and fight. exactly just being gleeful i got a bow last night and it was amazing it was so good but uh yes i i get teased regularly because i'm like this is my favorite gun and i'm like no this is my favorite gun oh wait half an hour later no this is my favorite gun so the gunplay and the powers are really fun and i'm playing as like a female hunter and she looks pretty swish although she's got a little bit too much dark eyeshadow she's gone a little bit a little bit rogue um but yeah like i'm really really enjoying it like to the point of i was quite bad on saturday night and ended up staying up till four o'clock in the morning playing so so been bad. there we've all been there i was like i'm not working tomorrow it's fine and then i got up on sunday and i'm like i'm too old for this i can't do this anymore my body's like what are you doing so but i did enjoy every moment it was very funny so what have you guys been up to then in the last month uh, last month, um, like you, picked up Fire Emblem, but we've just tread that ground, so I won't tread it again. <laughs> um, I've got really back into Pokemon Cafe Remix on the mobile, um, mm. mainly because I finally, after all this time, joined a team in it and started actually doing the events which require teamwork. Mm. And although there's nothing in the case of interaction other than donating chunks to other people so that they can play more and um you know working towards a shared goal it's really kind of given me that boost again to just quite enjoy that game um on just a casual you know when a little bit of downtime let's jump on that do that is it like a mobile game or like a yeah it's a mobile game it's on the switch as well um puzzle game um and it's basically just wave your finger around the screen and match up icons of the same type yeah yeah. it's it's good fun um like i said like all it's a free-to-play, so microtransactions mm-hmm. up the wazoo. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it doesn't stop you playing it. It's again, it's Nintendo's typical. You don't need the microtransactions to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in that sense, you know, you can enjoy it without them. Um, the only other thing is 
anime front, I have just sat down and burned through all of the Junji Ito collection has just dropped on Netflix. Um, and, oh, I don't yeah. know anything about that. What, what's that about? Uh, Junji Ito is the um, manga artist who does the really messed up body horror stuff. Um, okay. And all his stories in this show, each episode is like, uh, it's like an anthology show. So each episode is 25 minutes long. There's two stories in an episode, and I think there's only one story that's connected to an existing one in the lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's 12 episodes in total, so about 24 short stories, um, ranging from, hey, look, there's this really weird one where there's this family that has a curse where they're not aging, or they are, but how they're aging is that their insides are being replaced with layers like a tree. Oh my god. And then the mother <laughs> becomes obsessed with wanting her, do- her two-year-old daughter back. So while her other daughter's asleep, starts peeling the layers off of her daughter to get her, her <laughs> young daughter back. really like... It's, it's, yeah, and there's this other one there's, there's, there's this other really bizarre one where people are being killed by these weird balloons that each balloon looks like somebody's face. And at I'm the bottom, I'm not going to be showing any of this footage because it's going to get me no, demonetized. The, 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 like the, the, the strings on these balloons are nooses that are kind of swooping down and grabbing people by the head and hanging them. Oh my God, no! And it's just—it's really weird. All of his stuff is really weird, and I think why I like his horror is not only that it, a lot of it is body horror, so it's really personal and invasive. Mm. But the other part of it as well, it, it taps into that horror of there not being any justice a lot of the people who the things happen to in his stories it's kind of like the punishment or the horror that they go through doesn't out uh, it vastly outweighs any sins that they might be guilty of okay so it's really uncomfortable most horror tends to uh, drag you in as an audience by kind of going, yeah, this awful thing's happening to this person, but it's because they've committed a sin, they're guilty, this is kind of a representation of their own guilt, mm-hmm. and it's all a big metaphor for that. Whereas his horror is very much a case of, no, it's just mad shit that's happening, and yeah, um, deal with it. <laughs> it, it. It's really good. If you like your horror and your weird stuff, um, some of them are actually a little bit funny as well. Uh, that's the weird thing. Um, that it, it's very much got that almost comic relief level in some of the stories. Of going, yeah, this one's horrific, but this one's actually a little bit chuckle worthy because mad. it's so ridiculous. That's mad. I think you'd um, have to be in the mood to watch something like that. <laughs> I definitely would. So, what have but, you been up to, um, Dante, over the last month? What have I been up to? Yeah. Well, I, I, I lost a, a couple of days making this logo here. And this nice frame we're sat the in. Which corner is it? In the middle. It's in the middle. It's going to be, be in the middle. The middle. <laughs> yeah. Well, way. I don't know where I'm going to be, so right, it's right there. It's one, it's right one there. of these corners. <laughs> we're all in a line, as far there as I'm go. concerned. There you so, go. <laughs> right there. Control. Control. <laughs> so yeah, hope 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 people like the design. Check it's it out. Done a very good job with. Tell the us design. what you think. Yep. Um, it was mostly Fish's uh, 
suggestion for the name of the podcast, mm-hmm. wasn't Normandy it? Normandy News Feed, which the community <laughs> voted on. It was like the over, like clear, clear winner with like 70 odd percent of the votes. Clear, I'm glad I winner. can have a valuable input in something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, what can I do with that? How can I? What? Oh, yeah, I'll do. I'll do that. Um, gaming wise, uh, I'm late too on my backlog again. I've decided two Metro Metroidvanias, um, Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally got a lot of like, yeah, Mexican style wrestling with Metroidvania. Daft. Uh, and Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Um, I've, it's surprising they've took that long and I, I love that as well great games yeah. um, and of course I'm continuing on with Pokemon Scarlet like you do <laughs> oh no Violet sorry and um, TV wise oh we rinsed through Wednesday didn't we tons of stuff yeah we, yeah. we, we binge watch Wednesday yeah, like, Wednesday, we Wednesday was delightful so yeah. so good and I'm so excited because obviously they've definitely green it was obvious they were going to do because it's pretty much become a cult <laughs> classic but they've greenlit season two um so i'm really yeah i really enjoyed it it was like the the casting was just mm, she was spot on as well yeah actually just they all were. genius yeah. they all were but like her portrayal of wednesday it was really interesting because it was very different to christina Ritchie's portrayal of her in the movie obviously i thought it was still, a brave choice still... to have christina ricci in the show as well yes yes <laughs> yes i i kind of appreciated that um i, I thought it was it was really good um and then obviously i was kind of surprised by like because when i first heard like the casting for morticia and gomez i was like oh i don't know but actually they're really good and Catherine zeta jones she's got some acting chops and i like she she did a good morticia and even like i forget the name of the guy they cast as Lewis Gomez, Gisman. But i actually think Lewis gisman was he's perfect again he's not he's not raul julia but he's stuff, yeah. closer to the source material gomez which yeah. is raul julia was con- he was too handsome well i wouldn't say he's too handsome <laughs> but he's Gomez. he was certainly very suave and debonair mm-hmm. but yeah Lewis gisman goes back door to the Almost, you look at the original Adams Family comics, and Gomez is quite a short, round, almost greasy, not conventionally attractive individual. Yeah. But it's his zest for life and his love for his family, <laughs> which is what makes him a yeah. nice person. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday uh, was just fantastic. And of course, we just started uh, Last of Us now. Yeah, episode ep- two. Episode yeah. two. The now. end of that episode left me slightly traumatized. <laughs> As did um, most of the internet. Yes, <laughs> it's so good though. Like honestly, like. Ah, just the bit with the, I don't want to spoil anything, but clickers are obviously going to be in it because they're from the games. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. It's so faithful from the game. Yeah, there's some changes, but but still pretty faithful. I'm looking forward to watching it. So, so good. Amazing. Have you played Last of Us? I played it, yep. The first one. Didn't play the second, but played the first. Loved it. First one's amazing. I love the first one um i this is gonna make me want to go back and play it even though every time i've played i've played <laughs> the last of us twice and i've played last of us two part two once um and it's just it's so traumatic because you know i don't like horror <laughs> so to, for me to play that through twice is a good sign it's a fantastic game um but yeah the tv series like the casting is is actually perfect like yeah, there was, is there was really doubt, good. doubt to begin with but then it's like yeah oh, actually, with, no, no, um, doing a good job yeah 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 pedro pascal um but he's mando he, uh yeah mando. mando but he's he's really he's a good actor he's really good he always seems to be good in these roles where he's got like he's looking after someone 
<laughs> like whether it's a little a little like you know <laughs> like like Grogu, whether it's a puppet it's whether a puppet, it's a girl it's a whether it's girl. peter dinklage exactly he always <laughs> seems to be caring for little people <laughs> um but i'm sure ellie would have uh, things to say about that but yeah the casting like the who's playing ellie like she's so good it's very obvious that they've they've because i know the voice actors got involved and i think they also have a cameo part in it too that played them in the games but i know that they they spent a lot of time going through the characters and it really does show so yeah i've really enjoyed it i'm excited to oh i just there's just bits i know that are going to come up and i'm just excited to see them <laughs> like realized in in uh in uh yeah in real life but not real life so yeah it'll be good can't wait for it so fantastic so that pretty much wraps up our what's new section of the podcast so next let's move on to the main main part our main feature spit it out or are you trying to build suspense this is this feature this part of the podcast is where we will talk about a gaming news topic or something we want to discuss today and given what's been happening in the last month i thought it would be worth talking about ubisoft and how Ubisoft seems to be managing itself into bankruptcy with <laughs> the looks oh, of way things are going. So, <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, a lot of the gaming news is often quite negative. <laughs> so get used to it because it's here to stay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll, I'll go through, obviously, what, what we've learned, obviously, in the last month. I did send you guys the news articles to read, and then we'll just have a chat about it and, and what your take is on it and what your thoughts right, are folks. On, on Ubisoft. Dante and I have got homework. Homework, yes. <laughs> research. I sent you research uh, before the podcast. So dog ate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like being in debate society all over again. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, Ubisoft are having a really, really bad time at the moment. Um, well, they have been, to be fair, for the last several years. They've been really, really struggling. Um, and, yeah, a recent uh, inv- sort of uh, announcement to investors uh, from the heads at Ubisoft basically confirmed that they'd cancelled three more titles that were in the works. This actually brings it to a total of seven different video games that have been cancelled within the last six months. So <laughs> some of them are things I wasn't really interested in. I think one of them was like a VR Splinter Cell game or something. Um, a lot of it them probably... probably... ruined it. Yes. Basically, that, 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 oddly enough, I hadn't heard of until they cancelled it. Yeah. And I went, yeah, actually, that could have been really been good. good. Could have been good. <laughs> Uh, they also announced, obviously, that Skull and Bones is delayed yet again. I think it's like the ninth time, I think, that this game has now been delayed. And it's now going to be delayed into the next fiscal year, which basically begins in April uh, and runs through to March 2024. That game is going to be dead on arrival. I'm calling it's it right well, on fire. <laughs> let's be honest, puns intended, the time for pirate games, mm-hmm. you know, Sea of Thieves has been and gone. That ship has indeed sailed. Yeah, it sailed, been attacked by a kraken, got its treasure, <laughs> swum back to shore, but got that... on another boat. That one sank. <laughs> but that's the thing. There aren't even any cool things like krakens in the game. Like I've seen right. gameplay of it. It looks so so boring. How do you make a pirate game look boring? I mean, you can't even get off your ship. You you can't board enemy ships. There's no boarding mechanic in a pirate game. I think you actually send your teammates to go and do it. Like, it comes up with an instruction. You go, you go and loot that 
that, even that faster than light had a boarding mechanic right. and that's a tablet game so, granted it's set in so space bad. but you can teleport yourself onto the enemy ship yeah so i think i think the the fact that they've announced that it's been delayed is no big surprise i can't see anyone or very except for hardcore ubisoft fans actually picking this up and, and playing it and of course you know there's still beyond uh, beyond good and light uh, beyond yeah, good, good and, and evil good and evil thank you beyond good and evil 2 um that game has been in development i think it's just actually won an, an award uh, for the longest in development i think it beat duke nukem was it nukem. yeah um and now it's really it's beaten duke nukem yeah over yeah. over Jesus a decade Christ. over a decade in development. i think the last time we saw some actual like stuff for it was back in like 2018, 2019, I don't That's even remember. That's not an award you want to win. It is. Mind you, win. surely Half-Life 3 has got to be up on that. Or we just, or is, the reason that's not in the running because we've written... We had the VR, didn't out. we? Technically, that was Half-Life 3. Um, the, the, apparently, it was really good, though, the VR the VR one. Um, so, yeah, like that... that it, if Apparently, they are still working on it, but it's, it's still in pre-production. Um, so uh, I don't know. I don't see that coming out any any time soon. Um, and then obviously, I think the only other two that I definitely know they've got coming up, well, they're planning to release this year, is the new Avatar game, which I've got no interest in. They've got two Avatar games. They've got oh, one for yeah. the mobile as well. I did. Hear, I did hear about that. I did hear about not just that. one, but two Avatar games are coming out. Yeah, but the thing is, they should have brought them out when the movie came out to to feed, like you, you know. Again, Maybe it's they've the next missed movie. the boat on it's that the one. That's... <laughs> Maybe it'll come out with the next, the fifth movie. Maybe it'll come out with the fifth movie <laughs> in <laughs> this 15 rate, years' time. <laughs> at this rate, that's what's looking most likely. Just absolutely ridiculous. So, re- yeah. Release a PS3 game or something now. Yeah, so just just <laughs> stupid. Um, and then obviously, the, the only one that I'm actually semi-interested in is the new Assassin's Creed Mirage, because apparently it's going back to more traditional Assassin's Creed, which is, you know, actually focusing on assassinations and being a much more linear story and less huge and open world. like. When I did read that, that bit because having only dabbled in the first assassins Mm. when i did read the article and it said hey assassins creed mirage which is going to a stealth format i was like you're an assassin shouldn't the game always have been a stealth format no fortunately they in the last (laughs) few i know in the last few choices they went away from that didn't they more towards the rpg side of things and the more action action focus and uh, games as a service kind of kind of thing just, this is like Naruto being a awful. bright orange ninja, you know. <laughs> it's in the name. Stealth? It's in the, it's in the name, for Christ's sake. Um, so, yeah, obviously, you know, we've got that coming. Um, the reasons for these cancellations, uh, they said that um, they were disappointed. Apparently, the sales this winter, the like period, um, weren't really what they were hoping they were going to be. Apparently, um, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope underperformed, which is a massive shame um, because obviously it was a really, really good game. It was yeah, actually a really good sequel. Nintendo did a very good job at promoting it, but Ubisoft did a piss poor job at promoting it, mm. in my opinion. Um, nothing was coming from Ubisoft about that game, um, whereas Nintendo did, did do a good job of promoting it, but obviously not enough, according to Ubisoft. And then obviously Just Dance 
52 because <laughs> there's been that many of them um that underperformed as well and not i don't care like honestly Wait, was it really I, I 52 or... <laughs> i know and i'm, I'm being sarcastic it's like just down to 22 or something 73. Like that. yeah so so apparently that that's one of the reasons that they're they're um cutting costs basically and predicting uh, a drop in sales you know and uh, profits for the for the coming year to their investors um so that happened and then to make things worse, basically, the CEO of Ubisoft, Eve, I can never say this guy's name, Eve Gilmore, <laughs> I butchered that probably, sent an email. That's never a good idea, oh, coming, yeah. coming from a CEO, from a top boss. Oh, he sent email. an email to his uh, staff, basically putting the onus on them and kind of basically shifting the blame for the awful like performance and results of Ubisoft onto the staff. And this is basically what what he said in his email, just absolutely awful. So he basically said, today, more than ever, I need your full energy and commitment to ensure we get back on the path to success. He wrote, I am also asking that each of you be especially careful and strategic with your spending and initiatives to ensure we're being as efficient and lean as possible. Gilmore also urged staff to deliver on what he called the biggest pipeline in Ubisoft history. I doubt it. Uh, writing, the ball is in your court to deliver this lineup on time and at the expected level of quality and show everyone what we are capable of achieving. I'm just going to say it outright now. <laughs> I wholeheartedly protecting his own back for the shareholders and throwing everyone as employees bus. Given Ubisoft's already terrible track record of not just ignoring but trying to hide sexual sexual assault cases in the workplace. Bullying and harassment. uh, Bullying, harassment. I'm just... I'm just throwing it out there. I just don't think Ubisoft's got a healthy workplace environment ethics. Um, It's a very, very abusive workplace environment. And I think this is just further proof of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would go as far as to say that the reasons behind Ubisoft being in the state that they are in right now is because their management... One is refusing to do anything about any of the problems that they see and are sticking their head in the sand about it. Mm -hmm. Two, moving the goalposts all the time, not committing to anything that they start and deciding this isn't going to work, let's bin it. This isn't going to work, let's bin it. Never seeing anything through to the end. And three, as you said, the stuff that they do put out there doesn't actually have their full support. They're just ticking boxes. Mm -hmm. They're going, let's get it out, let's get it out, let's get it out. Mm and. If anyone is to blame for this situation, it is certainly not their employees. It's their ma- well, it's not their ground staff. It's their management. Their management has no idea what they are doing. Yeah, I so feel absolutely so, I feel couldn't so, be any couldn't be any clearer in I my feel opinion. So bad for the staff that that have you know, clearly they will have crunched on these games. They will have worked extra hours overtime they will have sacrificed things in their personal life i'm sure to work on these games to 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 do a good job and to just get thrown literally like just thrown under the bus like that and and none of the blame like the the management well you know it's not only they're not accepting anything they're they're not accepting Mm -hmm. any responsibility 
a lot of the games that have been such poor level of quality and and it's because they are there's no vision there's no imagination it's no. poor management and and i think ubisoft has been kind of in a way destroyed itself because ubisoft became known as like you know they were the first ones really to kind of pioneer that open world exploration and and the way in which you know they designed open worlds and it really became something that they were kind of respected for but they never really grew from that they they've never recycled really their format just... far too many times mm. yeah become stale. Every, every ubisoft game it doesn't matter what franchise it is far cry assassin's creed it all feels the same I did read in an article as well that one of the big criticisms of staff internally mm. for what they want to develop, they are trying to capture the lightning in the bottle again mm. of a Fortnite-like-esque game. A free-to-play model where you buy, you don't have, you know, multiple installments. You just have one game, mm. which you have constant season updates for. The game itself is kind of, you know, you wouldn't have Assassin's Creed, you have Valhalla and then Black Flag and all these other installments. Mm. You would just have Assassin's Creed and you'd get a patch every couple of years with, or every every couple of months with this is what we're doing this time, this is what the new goal is this time. Mm. They want to capture that and by the sounds of it, they're desperate to try and emulate that and they just have no idea what they're doing <laughs> and as a result, the people who are being told to build and design and produce these games aren't getting clear instructions they're just going um that thing that they did do it again but put our stamp on it i was like yeah but what do you want Mm. you know what do you want that to be and they're just like i don't know yeah just we want it to be money all right cool thanks for that it needs some leadership and ubisoft at the moment clearly have no no solid leadership yeah yeah they they really do need a (laughs) not to sound not to sound like you know horrible everyone but they burn it all down rebuild it up <laughs> like, once again shall literally. we take a uh, take a reference to the legend that was satoru iwata when mm. nintendo were falling on hard times did he blame the staff no, no he, he turned around and cut. said yeah he said me and all the other ceos are going to take like a 50 percent pay cut so that we don't have to lay staff off can you see the guys at Ubisoft currently doing that at no, the moment? No, I can't nope. see. I can't see Eve Gilmot doing that. I mean, basically, the response to this to this email obviously has been, as you can imagine, it's been taken quite quite wrong as it should be, um, and so much in fact that actually Ubisoft Paris, uh, one of the branches, is striking. So they've actually decided to take strike action, which they're actually planning to take on Friday, this Friday. So, so yeah, um, one Wasn't of the main like unions. Like a really short one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the which main surprises unions... me because not wanting to get into it. I mean, if there's the one thing, <laughs> if there's the uh, Ubisoft's a French developing studio. One thing the French do well is they strike well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they strike and they protest that. really yeah. well. I'd I mean, expect better than a short <laughs> protest from them. Remember the French Revolution? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's a union called Union Solidaris Informatique, um, which mem- you know it has members from Ubisoft Paris, and they basically um, released an official statement, you know, to explain as to why they're going on strike. So they capital capital letters. The ball is in our court, but the money stays in his pocket. 
In his latest statement, Mr. Gilmont announces a worrying future for Ubisoft. If the request to employees to be especially careful and strategic with your spending is ironic, considering the company's editorial strategy of the last few years, it is not funny. When Mr. Gilmont speaks of attrition and organizational adjustments, it means staff reductions, discrete studio closures, salary cuts, disguised layoffs. On several occasions, Mr. Gilmont is trying to shift the blame once again onto the employees. He expects us to be mobilized, to give it our all, to be as efficient and lean as possible. These words mean something. Overtime, managerial pressure, burnout. Mr. Gilmore asked a lot from his employees, but without any compensation. Have salaries kept up with the high inflation of recent years? What about the implementation of the four-day week? What has been put in place for the teams that come out of the productions exhausted, like those of Just Dance or Mario? We demand an immediate 10% increase for all salaries, regardless of annual increases, yeah, so on and so on. Uh, the improvement of working conditions, with, within particular the implementation of the four-day week, transparency on the evolution of the workforce, both locally and glo- globally, a strong commitment against disguised dismissals and a condemnation of abusive managerial policies that push employees to resign. And because Mr. Gilman and his clique only understand the relationship of power, Solidaris Informatique is calling on the employees of Ubisoft Paris to go on strike on February 27th in the afternoon from 2 to 6 p.m. And I think the only statement that can really be followed up with that is uh, a question posed to Eve himself. If you listen to this, the question is, do you hear the people sing? I know, all right. Oh, they're uh, coming for you, Eve. They're, they're coming, coming, they're for, coming you. for you, Eve. They should have come for you five years ago. Seriously, I'm surprised that they haven't stri- striked before now. I'm really surprised that they mm. haven't, given given all of the abusive uh, everything that's been going on at, at Ubisoft. I do think the strike action needs to be. I can understand maybe they obviously probably won't get paid to you know when they strike so for some people in the current cost of living that may well be a factor as to why they've only decided to strike for the four hours but the only way to get any change is to hit them where it hurts which is their profit margins you know it's ubisoft at the moment i think their counter argument would be what profit margins (laughs) (laughs) they don't have any exactly exactly so yeah the future for ubisoft guys is is not looking good which makes me sad in a way because way back in the day it it was one of the developers i actually really respected like the original assassin's creed assassin's creed 2 brotherhood fantastic games right and it just seems to be yeah, the now, worst case scenario. They go broke, and somebody heartless. buys up those licenses and does a better job with it. Yeah, it's so corporate now, and and every game just, you know, that Ubisoft stamp. But every game is the same. It's just it's such a lack of imagination. It just makes me very very sad for the people that work there and spend years of their lives working on stuff that mm. they might be passionate about it, but. I don't know. <laughs> I can't say how they feel, but yeah, that work environment cannot be good. So um, yeah, so watch this space, guys, because uh, we'll have to see what happens after the strike and uh, where things go with Ubisoft. I can't see us getting an apology from Eve. Can you? <laughs> no. no. They better not blame Sparks of Hope. So that was an awesome game. <laughs> yes, yes. Is there anything else that you guys want to add to it? or No. Other than guys, 
I hope the strike goes well. Yes, I hope the strike goes well, guys, and you get what you rightly deserve and you get mm-hmm. the respect and, you know, treatment that you deserve uh, from the management at Ubisoft. Absolutely. 100% behind behind the staff uh, at, Ubisoft, at Ubisoft. So, okay, that wraps up our main feature of the podcast. So we're going to move into our third part of the podcast, which is questions from the community. Message coming in. Patching it through. This is the questions that you want to know the answer. (laughs) So I've picked questions uh, from from the community. And I thought what we could do is I'll read out the question. And we could, if we want to, we can take turns answering them and and give our thoughts on it. Okay. Thank you to everybody, obviously, who did ask these questions, guys. Really appreciate it. If you do want any questions answered, it's really probably best to put them here in these podcast videos and uh, we'll try and answer those in, in future podcasts as well because we're planning to do this every month. So let's kick off with the first question. This is from Captain Obvious, okay? And he asks, if you could work for any game studio, which one would you want to work for and why? So who wants to answer that first? I'll go first. Given the uh, everything around me, no surprise to everyone say Nintendo. Nintendo. Um, I just absolutely everything that has really been super interesting in the gaming world for me has been delivered by Nintendo. Even their flops that they deliver are done out of just that madcap desire to push the boundaries of innovation. Mm. You know, the Virtual Boy, yeah, all right, it was an absolute (laughs) disaster, but that was basically a VR-like headset close to 25 years ago compared to, you know, we're now getting the Oculus, um, sorry, the Meta, um, Meta Quest. But, you know, <laughs> VR has only really started taking off in the last five years. Nintendo were ship a good decade and a half before everyone else. Mm-hmm. You've then got things like, again, yeah, the Wii U was a flop, but look at it, you can't say that that wasn't the prototype for the Switch which is now absolutely storming away. Nintendo cannot produce them fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I would just love to, even if I wasn't working for them, just be a fly on the wall on the creativity meetings, these people who sit there and think about these things long before we, the consumer masses, will see the finished product. Mm-hmm. I want to see all these drafts and concepts that bubble away before they even get to us. I mean, th- these are the stuff we see. Can you imagine the stuff that we don't? Yeah. yeah. All the there, was a, there, was a, there, was a, there was an addition for the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, the classic NES. Do you know what it did? It was a knitting machine. You fed in designs to it in the NES. Then you connected that. it to your NES and you put wool in it and it would knit you stuff. What the hell? I mean, like, it wasn't successful and, like, five people had one, but who in their right mind went, you know what this games console needs? A knitting some, some machine. Or Sakan or Barchan out there really wanted yeah. that and, like, filled Just... in some kind of, like, survey or something. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall company and their creative i'd love to see nintendo you know like xbox like microsoft a few years ago did or even a year or two ago did that really good documentary where they kind of went through like the birth of the xbox 360 and then the flop of the xbox one i'd love nintendo to do something like that like some kind of behind the scenes yeah i think the only the only thing that would have to be on the radar if working at nintendo 
and you're designing a new IP yes. is keeping an eye out for Miyamoto walking down the hallway <laughs> because you know that if that IP is interesting enough, the first thing he's going to do is stick his head around the door and go, you know what this game needs? Needs more Star Fox? And then he'll just walk off. <laughs> it's like, this game needs Star Fox, make it happen. It's like, but but it was going to be a game about dinosaurs. Yeah, well, now it's got Star Fox in it. Have fun with that. <laughs> So, Dante, if you could pick oh. any game studio to work for, who would you want to work for? Um, my, qu- my quick answer was pretty similar, like, because, mm. like, the likes of Splatoon and the Mario series and all this and that, and, like, yeah. come on, like, the 3DS, that was genius as well, because, like, mm. it's, like, no glasses required. Um, but Secrets Revealed, little Dante, when he was smart, he, uh, he wanted to work for Squaresoft, which, of course, is Square Enix really? you know, these days. All right. uh, yeah, beca- I think it was mostly because I was um, heavily playing into like Secret of Evermore and Secret of Mana, mm-hmm. those kind of like RPGs that are kind of Zelda-like, uh, real-time yeah. like role-playing and all that. And it's like, oh, and I would spend hours just like drawing my own little video game manuals and maps and characters and all this and that and go even like yeah, draw out the, the SNES pad and put right this button's gonna do that, <laughs> gonna do that. That's cool. I was like oh I so want to work for Squaresoft they're amazing and they keep bringing out all these awesome games yeah so uh yeah that that was uh that was generally me at the time I'd throwing a bit of uh shenanigans at the moment though aren't they of course mm, but yeah they're dropping the ball uh at square at oh. the moment most recently with forspoken because that's not getting good reviews at the moment and, uh, they're dropping the ball because their hands are full of nfts yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. put the it's nfts down you'll still... be able to catch something then honestly i do not understand why they are still like flogging that dead horse i don't everyone else has given up on it it's like everyone else has like just dropped it like like hot potato i like no (laughs) let's not do that and like square like yay nfts but your hands are starting to blister you might want to let go you might want to let go yeah you're on fire you might want to let go duck and roll yeah Um, they definitely got some hit and misses here and there but like just weird stuff the final fantasy 7 remake stuff i know how do you make such mediocre shit <laughs> like they've made, but then make something then... that amazing. It's so like crazy. That, that's down to the team. Well, like the I chocobo guess, racing thing. That was like microtransaction hell, wasn't awful. it? It's yeah. like, what are you doing, guys? Absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah. But I bet that's uh... management again. It's like they're that's not my, yeah, making it for fun. They're no. making it to keep them happy. Yeah, it's corporate. So anything where decisions are made simply to please investors, as opposed yeah. to focusing on your consumer base is always a mistake but then it doesn't right help and, and that's that's where you get those and falling through all the time no 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 it doesn't help matters at that's all. a story for another podcast yes yeah that's another <laughs> one uh so for me like i was thinking about this question i'm like if you had asked me 10 years ago right my answer would have been oh, so easy it would have been bioware out uh, mm-hmm. i, I would have given if bioware turned around to me and says we want you to work on the next Mass Effect or whatever, I'd be like, I am there. I will hand in my notice like tomorrow. Like I would have been there straight away. Now for me, Bioware for me, it's it's not the same Bioware as old. Like so many of the the older kind of old blood is is gone. Um, most recent Anthem just broke my heart, <laughs> basically. Um, and it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like a good company to work for. I'm sad to say it, but the most recent report from Jason Stryer and mismanagement and crunch and everything going on it 
just doesn't seem like a place I'd, I'd want to work. Then I would have said five years ago, CD Projekt Red. Um, and then, God damn I'm it. It's like, I fall in love with these studios because they make amazing RPGs and I fall in love with the worlds and I'm like, I want to make the next Witcher game. And then they bring out C- Cyberpunk 2077 and all the crunch going on and all the deep dive reports on that. And I'm like... No, I don't want to work for them. So if I had to work probably for a studio, I would say at the moment... Don't say one me, I like. Don't say one you like, what, well, because I'll yeah, destroy it. it. Yeah, because you'll jinx it now. <laughs> Given what you've just said, don't say one I like. Well, it happens. You know, every time I've gone to, and lived in a foreign country, there has been a na- like a disaster. Like when I lived in, a, in America on a study abroad, there was like 9-11, right? That happened when I was there. And then when I lived in Japan, the... The earthquake hit. That's like between the two of us. You cause natural disasters. I do celebrity deaths. I'm a curse wherever I go. So yeah, nobody come on holiday with me. I wouldn't. It's dangerous. So between the two of us, you it's natural disasters. Me it's deaths. Yeah, Fay Ray, the day I went up the Empire State Building, St. Peter's Square, the Pope died. You know. (laughs) Oh, and when we combo together, we get nuclear reactors melting down. (laughs) Just absolutely ridiculous. So yes, yes, I don't love any developer studios no don't have a favorite at all <laughs> God, um, what gonna say? but what i would say probably is at the moment i think that any of the development studios that are working under sony's umbrella are making some great quality games and some really i'm all about story right and character driven games and single player experiences that is where my passion is that that I love it. Um, so for me, like you know, you've got so many great passionate studios, um, Sucker Punch Productions, Naughty Dog, Gorilla Games, they're making fantastic worlds like Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us, Uncharted, which you know I'm a big history buff, so I love that. Um, even Horizon, the world is gorgeous. Yes, it's absolutely friggin' massive and huge and exhausting <laughs> to like travel around, but it's gorgeous and it's interesting and it's fascinating. And it's, you know, even like the latest God of War, you know, God of War and God of War Ragnarok, it is really obvious when you're playing it just how much heart and passion goes into these projects. And I would love to be involved in any of those studios. If I was honest, I'd love to work on the next Ghost of Tsushima game. I want to be a history consultant because obviously I come (laughs) from a history background and I studied, uh, including Japanese history. So I would, oh my God, it would be amazing if I could go on on board as like a consultant or something or or like a law checker, you know, like where I just check everything, make sure sure the writing's right and everything matches. I'd be good at that, I think. (laughs) I think I'd be good at that. So anything like that, where I'm like just checking all the facts and the story and making sure it fits right and stuff like that. But that's wrong. In paragraph 22 of section three, I think you'll find. <laughs> you know? They were blue hats. They were blue red. hats. Exactly. 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 Sorry, blood is this color. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if, if I had to, that's probably I'd, I'd like to work for studios like that. Probably um because it just, just it just seems that like sony do what nintendo does with their own projects they they leave them alone let them do their job give them as much time as they need yeah. right and and that's why i really respect sony as as a publisher because it, it does do that with its development studios it doesn't rush them and say we need this out by xyz date you know and it'll yeah. delay things if it needs to 
And I, I don't think I've ever played a Sony game where it came out and its performance was shocking. I think every game I've played, Horizon, Spider-Man, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, these games, performance, artistic direction, designs, they're fantastic. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever played a game where the performance and the bugs and the glitches were awful. I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't <laughs> think I have, which is an achievement in itself. It's not something you should be like, well done guys for not having bugs in your game. But like, you know, it shouldn't have a minute anyway. But I still think it's a good sign that they let give them time to make sure those games come out right. So yeah, I'd want to work for one of those studios probably. Do you think if one of us can work for way forward, we can get hold of Advance Wars? <laughs> that's never gonna happen that's in like some i hope don't so tease. don't it's too it's too don't don't do it dante why traumatize yourself like that don't do it dante it, it'll come out eventually hopefully i hope it comes out this year for you guys i really do i really do so let's move on to the second question yeah um, that was a great question by the way captain obvious thank you so much for that question i hope you found our answers interesting so the second question we have is from matt hex nexus okay and he says uh are there any games you consider divisive that you really enjoyed or found that it struck you in particular when it seemed to not do so for the group or circles you converse in so a game you really enjoyed or really didn't enjoy which was different to other people we'll, we'll change that a little bit fish you want to go first yeah um i would say i can't think of a game that i really enjoyed that others didn't. didn't i think a lot of the ones that i like tend to be relatively like you know liked by a lot yeah. i'm not that much of a hipster but when it <laughs> when it comes to being if you were to put me categorized for anyone i can definitely think of a game that i didn't like that everybody else seemed to love mm. and for me that was simply persona 5 i just couldn't get into it it seemed to gatekeep itself for new people um the only time i've ever had a game do anything similar and even then this was a fraction compared to persona 5 uh was final fantasy tactics on the gba um where it was like a solid hour before you got to a save point i think i think i played persona 5 for two and a half to three hours and i still didn't come across my first save point and i had to eventually put it down because you know i've got a life to lead i've got places to you know go to and things to do and it's like well i'm gonna have to turn my playstation off now and guess i'm gonna have to replay that three hours all over because i didn't get to a save point Mm -hmm. and that is just really bad and it just it it set it up for a game that was just gonna be just not enjoyable for me and yet absolutely everybody seems to think it's like Uh, amazing yeah Com- uh, present company included to be fair it's my cheese on- yeah yeah exactly yeah um i think for me it was my first persona game i ever actually played and beat it took me ages to beat it because it was massive but um i think i just i i love the art i it's so stylish i guess and i just really enjoyed it and the characters are fab i mean obviously you haven't maybe you didn't get far enough to, to see yeah possibly that. let it let let it let it let it be said that i am not saying that persona 5 is a bad game mm. i'm saying it didn't do it for me mm. it didn't how far did you me. get then did you get past the first the first like 
dungeon like yeah the first and, kind of king, was but it there was the, just uh, palace? it was just it just the entire game just felt like effort everything i was playing it was just like there are more entertaining games that i've got in my catalog that i want to play at the moment this is not something i am prepared to put this much effort and this much time into yeah it, it, it is just, a commitment it, of a game it, it, it didn't do yeah. it for me it's, something yeah. just didn't draw me in yeah. um and it reminded me almost again of that final fantasy 14 thing of oh it gets good after you put 100 hours into it it's like yeah but i shouldn't have to put 100 hours into a game for it to start getting good i want a game that is going to grip me immediately like off the bat first first half an hour and go well shit now i want to keep playing not a game that feels like a chore in the initial opening of the game yeah, I think I think Persona Five is not a game that you can jump in and out of. It's not a game that you can no. like play for an hour. It is like if you're going to sit down, you have to commit to sit down for a length of time. Um, and then as you play through more of it, then you just want to do that because because obviously the story and and everything else. But yeah, I get it. I get it. Like that would be frustrating. Like if you 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 had to stop playing and you lost all your progress and had to start again. I could, I could see why that would be frustrating. Uh, Dante, any picks for you on this one? No, I was, I've, I've been trying to think of any, and I, I just can't yeah, come up fine. with any that are generally. If I flip it round like that, it would be like Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> not interested. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one for a lot of us, isn't it? Really, not really interested in the in the Fortnite. To be fair, I don't really like Battle Royale. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of Battle Royale as, as a again again it's not my it's not aimed at me right it's not it's not my kind of game it's not i'm a single player gamer right so it's never gonna never gonna be aimed at me but uh yeah you're not yeah. an eight-year-old boy exactly <laughs> with his parents credit card um no so for me i i guess like if i was to think about games that um i liked that were quite divisive and i think we were given a hard time it's not that people hated these games with a passion i just feel that perhaps they were they were given a little bit of an unfair rap at the time and probably the two i would have to say for that is mass effect andromeda um and also cyberpunk 2077 both of which are actually fabulous games um mass effect andromeda was a fantastic game i enjoyed it um yeah okay it's one story it's impossible how can you compare it to a trilogy where you have a story and characters told over three games um so i feel that a lot of people went exactly and i feel that a lot of people went into mass effect andromeda with preconceived ideas already they expected it to to live up to its predecessors which it was never it was never going to do it was like an impossible job um the gameplay was fabulous like the, the 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 improvement with movement and like the jetpack and the verticality of the level designs and that being a little bit more freer with your powers and being able to switch just there was so so much freedom and there was so much that was really great with it um of course yeah it had performance issues it did i mean i mean yeah i mean my face is tired that meme went around for ages um and and yeah you're right it should it should have come out it didn't look as good even compared to a game that was like many many years older than it 
Um, and that's because they were on the Frostbite engine. They were using a different engine. The the trilogy used Unreal. That's management again. Again, forcing that's them management to cut forcing them to save money. Exactly. That's EA management forcing them to use the same engine as you know designed like, by well, by Dice, I think, one. right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. By the Battlefront crew, um, Battlefield crew. Sorry. So yeah. like, it, it, I just feel that it got a really harsh like treatment like that it didn't it didn't deserve and the people that worked on that game didn't deserve it you know they spent years working on it and they create like the new like the andromeda galaxy some of the new races were really really cool there was so much potential there and then and because of the way in which it was it was treated then like there was planned dlc for the quarian arc and that got dropped again ea management going Mm -hmm. That's it. We're totally cutting any development on this game, and we're going to move on to Anthem and you know games as a service, which didn't. And go wasn't well. that effort well spent? Wasn't that well spent? <laughs> so that's probably one that I feel was very derisive and was mm. harshly treated. The same way I feel that that a lot of what Cyberpunk had to offer was 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 overshadowed by other issues obviously you know i've i've gone through this in detail in my review and i do think if you played it on ps4 and xbox one it it really wasn't right it should never have been released on on last gen consoles i think it should have been a next gen game only you know Mm. um and i think management should have made that call they should have made that call but but the the world it's night city is so so good and like just the oh it's just the characters and the stories really cool and like i just i enjoyed it i enjoyed it you know i didn't enjoy it as much as the witcher don't get me wrong the witcher is a whole different thing that's a whole different level right (laughs) and again it's the same thing with cyberpunk was compared again to the witcher 3 and people forget that when the witcher 3 came out it came out a buggy mess it came yeah, out with issues. A lot of people came late to it. So a lot of people came late to that game, so they missed all of that, and then the game was perfected and it and it was improved, yeah, and then it became an absolute masterpiece, right? Mm. But again, it's that whole idea of comparing the writing, and it's a completely different setting, and it's <laughs> it was first person as well, not third person. It's totally different. So, <laughs> and again, it's that kind of like being unable to live up to the expectations of fans. Because they yeah. have preconceived ideas. So those two probably were games that I actually really enjoyed. I did a full Let's Play on both of them, right? Mm. I would not have spent the time doing that if I didn't enjoy the game, right? Yeah. And and I love mm-hmm. both of them. And I just feel like they got treated really unfairly. Maybe, maybe I'll just share your answers then, because that's pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, although, Last of Us Part 2 as well. Oh, yeah. I was fine with it. I yeah. was absolutely fine. And my entire... Th- feed was just flaming it so much visceral hate (laughs) and being not i'm like i know dude it's it's fine it's it's their story direction just let them do their thing yeah it's their game it's their their characters characters, yeah but 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 this is the way it's going it's it's good it's a good game I agree it's stressy as hell, but... It is, it is. <laughs> but it's meant to be, like, because yeah. of the way it's told. Actually, it if, was... you, if you play it back through a second time, you you actually, like... Because I started playing it again, like, and then yeah. stopped because other things. But I was like, oh, man, you actually... You start to appreciate things a little bit more because you notice more things and you see more things. Yeah. 
Um, and, that, and, and no. it's settled with you. The story is settled yeah. with you, and the the you know the themes behind it have settled, so you start to notice <laughs> things more. And and again, it's down to the player because my mindset was from that fresh. It's like mm-hmm. I'm I'm the type of person that can just analyze it and go, okay, yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Where's more emotional? <laughs> I, I think in the in the time you know I'm not going to go and spoil anything because people no, obviously no. should play it themselves. But I think in the moment I did react viscerally, like anybody would have mm. done, and I and I have that captured on camera. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, um, oh, oh, you should see my reaction. But <laughs> over time, on reflecting on it and thinking back on it, I actually did two reviews on it. I did I did the first mm. one, which was my initial gut reaction just to the story which was like a spoiler Mm -hmm. reaction and breaking down into things and then i actually took a bit of time and then reflected and then did a spoiler free like scripted reaction to it so i have two very different styles of reviews on the last of us because i felt like it deserved that um and i wanted to sort of bring out those more emotional reaction and then the more (laughs) logical like analytical <laughs> reaction and i think yeah. sometimes people react too much with their their gut and their emotions and sometimes should just step back and look at something objectively as a as a piece of art as as a as a storytelling or whatever and it, it might be something you disagree with that's fine but it doesn't make it crap just because it doesn't conform to your views threatening the voice actors no oh <laughs> that was, laura bailey did not like, deserve that because yeah, she is such a not. lovely person if you ever yeah, see her interviewed awesome. <laughs> she is so she's your so professional so nice and she did not deserve that at all uh, at all um yes so those are my picks on that so the last question then uh for the uh questions from the community this is from uh Char- charlie styles uh, and the question is what is your new year's resolution seems like a very suitable question for uh, january 2023 fish uh i'm gonna be very i'm gonna start looking after myself <laughs> it's going to be self-care, but not in the case of going to the gym. Let's be honest, I'm not a gym person. But it is very much going to be, I'm going to try and be a bit more impulsive this year. I'm going to look after my mental health. I'm going to mm. try and stay on the positive frame of mind side of things. And certainly spend more time in good company. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> look forward to it. Dante, your New Year's resolution? Um, no. No, no. Yeah, I'm still not over 2020. Do I, don't, I don't generally bother. <laughs> oh, I like I like Fish's answer, so I might just steal that. <laughs> okay. You're going to keep keep daunting on. Okay. Take yeah. care of yourself. So, yes, it's important. Yeah, I've tried sleep because... more. <laughs> sleep more. I really should. You really because... should. You really should. <laughs> yeah. Instead of no no, no digital screens an hour get before a, bed. So you get a sleep app. app. Get no, some nice no, headphones. No Pokemon a... Violet in bed, Dante. That's your New Year's resolution. I've got to hatch eggs, you No. Do, do, <laughs> do, do it during daytime. Do it while you're in, like, in between I... working from home and you're waiting for spreadsheets to do it then. As you're waiting for your spreadsheets to like do their formulas or whatever. You heard it, internet. Kate says I can uh, sky for work. <laughs> I told you. I'm, I ain't taking responsibility for that one. No way. Um, so obviously I, I've got both personal and channel related uh, New Year's resolutions, of course, right? So um, New Year's resolutions, personally speaking, for me personally, um, I want to make more time this year for other hobbies, so sometimes obviously doing 
content creation and being a gamer it kind of takes over your life right um and sometimes you know she disappears for days I know what they do is <laughs> game make content or whatever um so I, I love doing other things like i love painting i i'm actually quite a creative person i absolutely love painting um i love reading i used to read so many books <laughs> years ago i have all these books that need reading that i haven't i haven't read Same. paper paper books paper books um i'll lend you incompetence you can read this nice i wouldn't mind reading yeah. that actually uh, so i want to read more and then yes I, again being being healthy um i want to go do more walking um, you know we live in a beautiful place and i want to go and do more walking and more fresh air, more exercise, get out of the house, get mm. away from my well, desk. I just bought some new walking boots. I'll take you to Malum. Nice. That sounds <laughs> nice. So, yes, that's definitely something that I am wanting to do. Um, that's definitely one of my New Year's resolutions, personally speaking. Channel-wise, of course, I have a lot of plans <laughs> and New Year's resolutions. I always start the Over year by... Over the world. Pla- yeah, okay. Um, I always start the year by planning what I'd like to do. Whether or not it happens, we will see. Um, some of my New Year's resolutions for the channel going forward is I want to do more collaborations, um, either with you guys and do more multiplayer collaborations and co-streams and that kind of thing, or other content creators as well. And I've already actually made a start on that, which is great. So uh, this Saturday, just gone, I did a collaborative stream with Tim from Ploppy Gate, Ploppy 54 Gaming. We did a Mass Effect 3 multiplayer stream. It was awesome. We shared a chat. We had people in both chats and they had both our screens open. It was really good. Um, and I've started playing and gaming with Mother Mantis, who's obviously big RPG, big Mass Effect fan as well. Um, so I started playing Destiny 2 with her and we're planning collaborations and things in the future. And uh, yeah, I want to do more collaborations um, with other content creators. It'd be great to do like a Mass Effect special podcast <laughs> when we find out about the, the next Mass Effect or we get more information or we speculate on it. Maybe I can get Carla Elizabeth <laughs> on here, Mr. Holton and Big Dad Game. I will see. But it would be awesome. It would be awesome to do that. Uh, the other thing is I'm wanting to make more lore content. I really mm. enjoy making it. I, I really enjoy research. I, I, yeah, I, I enjoy the research aspect of it. As I say, I come from a history background, so it, it's what I'm trained in. It's what I'm passionate <laughs> about. I love researching something. I love writing a script. I love putting that together in like a, in a format that people can follow and teaching people about things. Um, so I'd like to make more law content. So what I've decided is to try and rotate content each month so one month i might do a review another month i might do a law video um and and try and balance that a little bit better because because law videos they take a lot of work like i don't think people appreciate like <laughs> how much work goes into yeah. them um and how long it takes to, to make it um so i'd like to do that because obviously that's something i'm quite passionate about i want to be more organized <laughs> always um, I'm, I want to be more selective in what I choose. The fact that Dante and I laugh at that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a resolution. It might not happen. Um, but I want to be more organized and I want to be more selective in what I play. Because last year I felt like I dabbled in too many games and I didn't complete as many games as I would want to have completed. So I feel like I need to be a bit more selective in picking and choosing which games I want to play and I want to play them to completion. <laughs> 
before can moving we, on to the next can we one. Include the co-op games that you've started with me. Yes, yes, yeah. Dying Light Two, right, and Tiny <laughs> Tina's Wonderlands. Yes, I haven't forgotten about them. Rev They're City still Girls. installed. They're on my See, PC. There's another one though, because I I did promise you that I'd. Uh, Post some uh, co-op games, some couch co-op, co-op games with Dante on your uh, yeah, yeah. on your channel. So uh, I've got that as a New Year's nice. so as a goal. Nice, nice. Yes, definitely. One of my definitely. goals for your channel. Awesome. <laughs> That's fine. I definitely do want that. Um, and then obviously the other thing is, um, I, I guess more of a my own mindset kind of thing is sometimes being a content creator on YouTube can get quite disheartening. Um, just if you put so much effort into a video and it doesn't get picked up by the algorithm and we all know that the youtube algorithm at the moment is <laughs> dire it is utterly crap and unless you are making content that is like either really clickbaity really mm. negative and critical of something or completely like one way of the spectrum or another way of the spectrum like you know you know completely strong opinion you just don't get picked up on the algorithm i've noticed that i feel like youtube's going the way of facebook in, in the yeah. way in which it plugs certain content um, that's controversial that gets clicks, right? And I have yeah, noticed that. Works now. Um, yeah. And I don't want to let myself become controlled by that algorithm. I'm not going to make content that YouTube wants me to make. I will let's make play content. Them at their, let's I'm play them at their own game, about. guys, in the chat. Give <laughs> us suggestions for parody clickbait videos you'd like to see us make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I uh, I want to make content that I'm passionate. I've done that since the start of my channel, and I've always felt that I want to make content I want to make that I'm passionate about, and I'm going to continue to do that. And people will watch it if they're interested. So I'm I'm not I don't do this as a living, and I know a lot of people do do it as a living, and therefore they have to pander to that algorithm, and they have to produce content constantly and a certain type of content as well. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the titles and it's like, you, you've told me nothing, dude. Like, Nine out of ten people wouldn't eat this Pokemon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just random. Oh this, my, changes this changes everything. everything, everything. And it changes nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't I don't want to get, you know, drawn into You that. haven't told me what this is. I know. This is a 20-minute video that tells me nothing. Nothing, I know. So, But it gets, like, you know, 100... 200,000 yeah, views if so. not more so it's it's just one of those things so yeah that that's definitely you know one thing and then the last thing probably is I, I want to keep growing my community because uh, I really enjoyed building a discord community starting that last year and I want to continue to grow that and I want to do more things with my community I want to do more things specifically on discord um, hopefully grow membership <laughs> that would be nice and Patreon to support the channel please support the channel any way you can do it is massively appreciated believe me um, but yeah so I'd like to grow my community if possible and just keep growing I just want to keep growing uh, uh, you know and I hope people will continue to enjoy the content and tune in for it so that's pretty much my New Year's resolutions yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yes so uh that is obviously uh our very first podcast in uh in 2023 hope you guys enjoyed enjoyed it enjoyed listening to us i will be putting this up on uh, audio format as well on uh hopefully on uh, spotify and um podbean i think is the other one but i'll put links in here if you do prefer to listen to this in audio format and uh yeah do let us know guys how you enjoyed this format if you've got any suggestions for topics that you'd like to cover 
cover in our like us to cover in our main feature any questions that you want to ask us for the questions from for the community from the community section do post those in the comment section below as well thank you to everybody who listened who joined in who watched whatever platform you're watching this on or listening to thank you so much for your support guys it is appreciated hope you guys have a great week of course take care and we know what i'm gonna say as always happy gaming johnny bye bye guys take care